0: this oh yeah it is a rainy day here in atlanta georgia but the the vibe is white hot today because it is season two episode 19 of better than broadway btb welcome to the show everyone
1: yeah it was uh literally 10 minutes ago i took my dog outside and it was like oh it's nice and sunny and then i'm like it's sprinkling and then it went to that to like thunderstorm
0: yeah, well, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, but it's always rainy in Atlanta, Georgia. Apparently, uh, it ain't sunny starting, right now. I'm starting to think that we need to change uh, the name of Atlanta to Seattle. Welcome to Seattle, Georgia, everyone. We hope you're having a wonderful time here on the Better Than Broadway. Podcast. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, who knows, man? Uh, I think no, well, I think Atlanta could do with
1: a lot more rain. Um, just because what I love about Atlanta uh, is like it is the city in the forest. And it's like the more rain there is, the more green there is, and that warms mm-hmm. my heart.
0: So, yes. Well, improves really- air quality too. Yes. Well, we don't know how long this forest is going to last, but hopefully, it'll last a little bit longer. But we shall see. We've got some stuff going on here in town that doesn't really pertain to pro wrestling, but uh, we'll get to that <laughs> on another show. Um, everybody, this has been uh, a really tough week for the wrestling industry. We uh, we lost the Iron Sheik. Uh, this week and uh, Hossein Khosrow Ali Vaziri was born in Iran in the 1940s Uh, what a brilliant man he was known for his Twitter rants and outrage which is what a lot of people know him for quite well well known (laughs) oh my god he
1: he was very fond of one person and then a four-letter word (laughs) that's like yes and that one person was Hulk Hogan that's right. Let you guessed the four-letter word.
0: Yes, the four-letter word. It was everyone's favorite four-letter word. Not free. about Hulk Hogan. And, uh, but anyway, um, the Iron Sheik was so important. Kaz was so important on the wrestling industry. Um, coming from Iran, being part of the military, and being an Olympic wrestler for Iran, and then coming over to the United States and... being Railblazing. Yeah, a trailblazer, becoming a professional wrestler and being probably the most hated heel in the world because he was, obviously he was Persian, he was from Iran, and there was a lot of conflict in the 80s with the United States and Iran. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter actually said that he feared for Kaza's life night in, night out because he was so hated. He would spit on the American flag. He would spit on you know, the microphone, he would spit on people's shoes. I mean, well, I mean, like,
1: but that that's like, that's still done today. Like, you know, you see MJF going to Colorado and he's like, the, the, the idiots in Colorado, you're too high to know what's going on. You're all idiots. Oh, sure. Like, it, it's, it's, it's still done today. Like wherever you are, you shit on it. You, oh, sure. you want to get some heat.
0: But at the same time, you've got to understand, we were still kind of in the era of kayfabe and people were still like, this is so real. and. I mean, they sold the shit out of it. They lived the gimmick, and they really, really did. The gimmicks were so real, and, and kayfabe, and everything. So the Iron Sheik defeated a long-standing WWF champion, Bob Backlund, in
1: 1983. Bob the Trump chicken wing Backlund.
0: Put him in his camel clutch submission, and Backlund would not submit until Arnold Skoland threw in the towel. And... Iron Sheik becomes a champion. Now, it wouldn't be until a little while later, not terribly far, at the same Madison Square Garden where Hulk Hogan would defeat the Iron Sheik for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship, spawning Hulkamania. Mm. And, you know, Sheiky Baby was a little um, a little miffed that uh, he was a transitional champion uh, for Hulk Hogan. And... <laughs> His his entire Instagram, uh, not his entire Instagram, his entire Twitter feed is pretty much "f Hulk Hogan" and you know I am the legend of the earth and all this other stuff. He was a uh, he was a staple on Howard Stern. He was an honorary Whack Pack member on on Howard Stern's show for years and years, and he would he would go on with his medals. And I mean, he was such a character, and he lived the gimmick, and you know. It's a shame we had, uh, we at BTB had, had been in the works of getting him scheduled to be on in August, and it just really never came to fruition. That sucks, man. No one really knew that his health was bad. I mean,
1: I mean, if you're in your 80s, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's physical fitness, you know, like exercise right. is the fountain of youth. And, yeah. you know, it's like the, the harder, I mean, obviously the, the man was in great shape. Almost sure. um, you know, especially after taking all the, the bumps and the hits, like you see a lot of pro wrestlers in their, you know, 60s and they look rough, yeah. um, you know, and it's like, if you don't keep you, you maintaining yourself, like, ugh, it, it, it's going to be, you know, a long road. Yeah. No one wants that. No one wants that. Moral of
0: the story. Everyone keep your fitness as long as you can, because it the really more weights go the to the gym. Weight- do a lot of do a lot of squats. Do a lot of squats, and you'd be be able to get off that toilet, get out of the shower if you fall. It's really Rob. You're you're a weightlifting coach.
1: What would you say if you had to narrow it down? Would be the single best movement or exercise if you had to narrow it down to one? You just said squats. Gotta I know just, squats are kind of like the 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 best thing ever.
0: No, it's got to be the squat. It has to be the squat because th- there are three things that really and truly are indicators of longevity uh leg strength is number one by miles hmm. interesting and, and think about think about having to get off the toilet think about if you fall you have to be able to push yourself up off the floor so that is that is the key indicator uh core strength is secondary but actually you'd be surprised grip strength is <laughs> almost more important than core strength I
1: mean, you know, if you're going to go on an American Ninja Warrior, you have to have grip strength.
0: Well, I mean, think about this. Think about you've, you've got a towel bar or you've got one of those safety bars next to your shower or somewhere in your house. And if you can't hold onto that bar and pull yourself up because you have no grip strength, you're in trouble. Fair point. You're in trouble. So grip strength, core strength, and leg strength are your three pillars. Um, and those are, those are the most important, but, um, Going back to real quick to the sheik, um, March March 15th, 1942, to June 7th, 2023, he died peacefully here in Georgia, his family home in Fayetteville. Uh, we would like to send uh, some condolences and prayers to Carol, his wife of 37 years, and the rest of the uh, Cosro family, of the, uh, excuse me, the Alvaziri family. Uh, the chic was a dynamo he was a trailblazer he was very impactful and i just absolutely love the guy what a great heel what a funny guy and what a great
1: mustache like I, again a, I'm, I'm
0: envious great mustache great boots i mean everything about his presentation was phenomenal and he will be truly missed by our industry well Rest in wasn't- D, baby
1: wasn't the Iron Sheik also what they're mimicking in the movie The Wrestler with uh, the Darren uh, Oscar movie?
0: Yes, it was. Uh, it was Randy, Ernest uh, the, the Cat Miller's character, the yeah. uh, the Abdullah or something like not Abdullah. That's wrong. Um, what was that character's name? It wasn't I'm the it, up. it was it was something to that degree. Right. Mickey Rourke was uh, the Ram. Randy the Ram. Randy the Ram. Yeah. Um, I'm looking it up, and they say that a lot of Randy the Ram's character was based off of, I think, P- Roddy Piper and rick Flair and someone else. There were three wrestlers that they had based Randy the Ram on, but Ernest the Cat Miller's character was the Ayatollah. That's the a- Ayatollah, the that's Diapola. right. Yeah, it's totally. Yeah, it's like it's totally the Iron Sheikh. It's like, is he Abdullah? No, that's not, it's not right. Abdullah the Butcher, it's mm-hmm. not right. So, uh, but yeah, man, rest in peace, Sheiky, baby. We love you forever.
1: Thank you for trailblazing, dude. Knocking down walls. I love
0: it. Well, uh, let's get into a little news. Uh, Big, big stories coming out of Impact Wrestling this weekend. Big, big weekend for the Motor City Machine Guns. Mm. Oh, man, I am thrilled for these guys. Thrilled, thrilled, thrilled. For these guys, so Chris Sabin and Alex Shelley are the Motor City Machine Guns from Detroit. Chris Sabin defeated Trey Miguel to become the new X Division champion, which is a title that he has now won nine times in his career with TNA slash Impact Wrestling. A huge, a huge milestone, something that probably no one will ever do again. He is the ultimate X Division champion. That was a little play, I was a little pun there on the Ultimate X match, and. Even bigger news, holy crap, unbelievable after 18 years in Impact Wrestling and being a generational talent, being the guy that pretty much trained everybody, Alex Shelley is your new Impact World Heavyweight Champion after defeating new champion Steve Macklin, who's only been champion for 40 days. He just defeated Josh Alexander. Well, he didn't defeat Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander uh, relinquished the title due to triceps injury. and. Steve Macklin defeated Rich Swan for that championship. And, you know, he's been a really good champion. And and the guy's been in Impact for two years. He's really been trying hard to work his way up. And he's a great talent. But Alex Shelley, man, Alex Shelley had never been Impact champion. And on the last episode of Impact two weeks ago, Bully Ray and Steve Macklin, the guns are standing in the ring. And Bully Ray says, you don't think you can actually beat this guy and be world champion, do you? and Shelly just looks at me and goes yep.
1: <laughs> yep. So so tell me what is the impact no pun intended of uh, Alex Shelley becoming the new Impact Champion.
0: So a couple, about a decade ago, maybe 2013, I think it was 2013 when Bully Ray was running rampant with the Aces and Eights in Impact Wrestling. Uh, Chris Sabin was the X Division Champion and he cashed in his championship with the option C protocol where you can cash in your championship your x division championship for a shot at the world title. That was something that Austin Aries mm. came up with like 2010 or 11 and he was successful. So, a lot of guys have done that since. So, you take a guy like Chris Sabin who defeats Bully Ray. Now, he only held the title for a month, but he got to be world champion, which was right. a big deal at the time because, you know, Chris Sabin is one of the most beloved tag team talents with Alex Shelley I mean the Motor City Machine Guns have been multi-time tag champs so Alex Shelley has never won the big one he's never been he's been okay. the champion. he's been the tag team champions multiple times with Chris Sabin, and he had a tag team in uh New Japan he's been the IWGP junior tag team champion with Kushida um who is part of the time splitters and what a great name what a great name and the time so, splitters. I love it. I love it. And so Alex Shelley never really got his chance and for 18 years he's been with the company pretty much since the beginning with Impact with Impact. He he he's like Frankie Kazarian, Kazarian's never held the title and I really hope that before Kazarian retires he'll get that chance. But I, Frankie, I mean he
1: he he had a moment where he was popping pretty hard but uh I don't know, I, what do you think kind of just this- he couldn't harness the fire that he had for a moment with, uh, with, with uh, AEW.
0: I mean, they were, he was the elite hunter. Yeah. SCU was, I think the longest reigning tag team champions in the history of AEW. So, I mean, I think, I think he did catch lightning in a bottle there, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think, I think there's always opportunity meets readiness. And yep, he's been put together. I mean, granted, Frankie Kazarian is a talent all in himself. He's fantastic, but he has been with the when he was in the Fortune faction. He had AJ Styles, he had Bobby Roode, he had Chris Daniels. So he was the fourth guy, and James Storm, and you know everyone in that group held the Impact or TNA World Heavyweight Championship except for Frankie. Oof. And I'm a big fan of Kazarian. I think he's fantastic. He's been the ex-champion. He's been a tag champion. He's been a champion everywhere he has gone. And hopefully there will come a time where he is able to get his moment the same way Alex Shelley got his moment Friday night at Against All Odds. It was such a strange thing too, because you know they had pushed Macklin so hard and he was doing the thing and having crazy matches just bleeding all over the place he beat pco who is phenomenal pierre carloulette who was in the uh the quebecers he's had a very storied career he's in wwe wcw all these companies ring of honor and now he is the uh he's like the frankenstein character that just won't die but what and what a great gimmick i mean he is he is fantastic i love watching the guy work but um, you know, with Steve Macklin, I feel like he deserved a lengthier title run. Mm. But you know, Alex Shelley's our champion, and I'm here for it. I'm I'm so thrilled that Alex Shelley is finally getting his opportunity to be the champion because you know guys like that who have who have helped Put train in their a dues. lot of people. Yeah. They've I mean they've they've worked with everybody. I mean he he cut a promo. A couple of weeks ago saying that you know he had helped train this guy this guy this guy this guy and a lot of those people you know helped MJ, helped mjf right you know, i mean you know he you know he worked with everybody and to give him an opportunity even if he only holds it for a month he's been world champion same thing with with alec with, with chris Saban. he only held the title for a month and then bully ray won it back but mm. he won the damn title and you yep. got to say that he was a world champion. He's been a triple crown uh, TNA Impact champion. And Alex well, Shelley. Also,
1: also, what I think on here is you know Alex Shelley. He's recently forty, and it's like you know yeah, some guys you put in your dues for a lot of years before you get that you know you you finally take that gold, and it gives you an appreciation for people who come out of the gate and they're they're just hot, you know. And you have like MJF or like a John Cena, um, but I mean like for the people who never stop grinding the people who, you know, put in the days they they help others to make sure other people's other people succeed. Those are the people that have the respect. They have the locker room behind them, you know, and therefore like when the audience chants, you deserve this, you really, really deserve do. this.
0: Yeah. And you know, a journeyman's career, you know, he's yep. been, he's been to Japan, he's op- open to school, he's done all the things. And now he is. Our Impact World Champion, hopefully for a while, but at Slammiversary in a couple of weeks, he's got to face uh, the National Treasure Nick Aldis, the uh, the uh, husband of Mickey James, and the father of Donovan. So we'll see. I, I hope he's the father. <laughs> they've made they've made they've made a really big deal out of Nick Aldis coming back to Impact. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we're gonna have something. Oh, I just, I just hope that we don't have two transitional champions in a row because that sucks. Sure. But anyway, congratulations to uh, the Motor City Machine Guns. Let's go! Proud of you guys. Let's talk about MJF, guy. Let's talk about MJF. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, MJF, golden, golden, uh, what, what? Golden tongue, golden mouth, like on, on the mic, like yes, just
0: the, the golden tongue instead of the silver. The tongue. golden tongue, he yeah. He was the. Uh, he has the triple B, baby, the Burberry tongue. Let's go with the Burberry, Burberry tongue. There we go. Burberry tongue. He would man.
1: appreciate that. I think he would. Um, yeah, I mean he he started up a rival right feud with uh, the recently returned Adam Cole, which bay bay. I think it's great. Like they're both world class shit talkers. Uh, um, you know, uh, when Adam Cole came out, like Adam Cole has this very rehearsed entrance. He goes out there. Get some Adam Cole's, he goes the outside of the ring, you know, you get the, the boom. And then he goes in there, he he does this every single time. He walks in there shaking his arms. Yeah. And then like he waits for his Adam Cole baby moment. And I was like, what's MJF letting this happen? He's he needs to have him cut the movie. And then immediately MJF did. I was like, good. Good. Yeah. Uh, like, dude, you're the champion. Mean, you can you control this
0: business. Well, it's funny. Um, it's funny, real quick, because um <laughs> almost to the day. And this is why I love AEW and I love wrestlers like MJF, Adam Cole, these guys, because they use history and Adam Cole's doing his thing. He's doing his big hands. He's getting ready to do the Adam Cole, baby. And MJF's cut it, cut it, cut it. Well, 20 years ago, <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H is coming out in the ring before when he shaved his beard, when he just looked crazy because he right. was doing the, he's doing the Blade Trinity movie. And he comes out and he's getting ready to spit his water and he ducks his chin and next thing he knows, Stone Cold's like, "No, no, cut the damn music. I'm tired of this son of a bitch. No, you're not. You're gonna get in this ring and talk to me, and not spit your stupid water. Now, spit it out and get the hell in here." And he just, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, I just, I just, I, things like that just make me smile because it. I love the throwbacks that they do, and yeah. it just, it just makes you feel like, man, these guys really do love wrestling.
1: Yeah no and i weirdly enough i i watched that clip recently and i was like i know exactly what you're talking about and yeah i mean that was just you're you're having fun and when you have fun it shows it's when you enjoy your about. job and you love it everyone can tell and your performance is better
0: yeah we're having a good time I mean, i'm mean, i having a great time i don't know about you i'm having so much fun talking this to is you the
1: worst moment of my life rob <laughs>
0: You hide it well. Behind- Talking
1: pro wrestling with a friend. Yeah, this, is, this, this sucks.
0: You hide it so I- well behind your <laughs> sunglasses, Chef Ryan.
1: So you can't see the pain, Rob.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was you last week actually. I, uh, assigned- I saw. Yeah, and I had the sunglasses on and it was my daughter's sunglasses. And then they were like, wait a minute, you're not Ryan. And I was like, ha ha. Fooled you!" It wasn't me. It was the kids. It was fun. That was an Another- enjoyable moment for me. But uh, no, man. Um, Adam Cole and MJF are gonna work a match. We don't have a date on that yet, but this is gonna be exciting. And I love how MJF just tears people down, and he's and then Adam Cole just claps him back. And then at the end of the deal, at the end of the promo, mm-hmm. MJF says, "You know, you feel special because you're this and this." The only way I feel special is I they ring the freaking bell, which is a callback to Adam Cole's promo with Kerry and Cross in NXT, and you know I just I just love how they just do these things. They just they get away with the stuff, you know. Well, I mean even before that, like
1: you know they're they're getting away. Like MJF literally said, he was talking about Vince McMahon in the ring. Oh yeah, oh, like, dude. oh. and uh, I, I again I, I think you have to. Acknowledge your competition because if you don't, That's then true. you don't know what's going on. Absolutely. So I love that, that AEW is not afraid to, uh, you know, talk about their competitors. Competition right. makes everyone
0: better. This is not a universe. Right. We're the only ones in the universe. No, man, wrestling is wrestling. And, and I love the fact that AEW does these things. It was... I did raise my eyebrow when Sami Zayn was healed out a couple of years ago, and they was doing the interviews in the ring. Mm-hmm. And he says, "He says these questions are trash. Why don't you guys ask me this? Why don't you guys ask me yep. that? Why don't you guys ask me about AEW?" And everybody went, "Oh, right!" Goes, it's like,
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was great. So I mean, it's 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 wonderful that companies will acknowledge. That there are other wrestling companies. That's why I love.
1: Did the company acknowledge AEW or did Sami Zayn? And then they're like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah,
0: yeah, right. (laughs) I don't know. Better walk that back. I feel like at the same time, everything has to be taken into account and, you know, approved by Vince or, or at this case, now it's Triple H. But I feel like back then, Sammy probably rolled into Vince's office and said, Hey, I'm gonna talk about AEW and just have a shot. He's like, Yeah, well, it might be a good idea. You go ahead and do that, son. So <laughs> that's probably it. I feel like I feel like if I ever get to meet Vince, I'm gonna do the 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 voice. Yeah. Like, oh that's pretty good. And and, and I feel like he's just gonna laugh. I, 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 or the, or he's gonna punch me in the face. It's gonna be one of the two. Right. Yeah. Well, it reminds and me of the and scene uh... WWE.
1: Reminds me of the scene uh, from Ted Lasso where Roy Kent's girlfriend's like, my name's Roy Kent. I get paid a lot of money to play a game and I'm mad all the time. Ugh. And then Roy <laughs> Kent's like, it's not bad.
0: <laughs> oh my God, so fun.
1: So good. Great show. You
0: guys watch Ted Lasso? Let us know in the comments.
1: Yes. I mean, it, dude, Ted Lasso is a hug of a show. It is. Like When you watch, you feel like you're being hugged.
0: Yeah, I just started watching it not terribly long ago. So, wonderful opportunity for us to talk about the new titles in WWE. Yeah, but are they new? Copy, they seem like they're spray painted. Copy, paste. Yeah, and then
1: paint it white. <laughs> they just, put a, they just put a new filter on it. It's fine. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's copy it's sepia filter. No, this yeah. one's inkwell. Oh, this one's, you know, it's like, I mean, I get like, they're, they're like, okay, we've let our titles get out of hand. Let's rein it back in. Yeah. But like when they did the new World Heavyweight title for uh, that uh, Seth Rollins won, that was awesome. Cause it was, was a awesome. brand new design. It was fresh. Like we're, we're evolving it. And then we're like, okay, we're doing the new one for SmackDown for Roman. We're doing the new women's title. It's like, what's the difference? It's like it's like that, uh, like a T-Mobile commercial or Verizon with Ted uh, Ted Danson. He's like, "Well, that one's purple," and it's like they're, they're the same <laughs> Just that one's purple. That's it.
0: I know. So I, I get the idea of uniformity for the brands. I completely understand that because you have SmackDown, which have the uh, the he- uh, looks like the, the hexagonal looking title with the five six sides right. hex- hexagonal title, and the big W in the middle. get it and my guess is that when Rhea Ripley gets her title on Monday it's going to be a small version of the world championship which her title will be called the women's world championship and the Oscars title is the WWE women's championship so you have you have both world titles on Raw and you have both WWE championships on SmackDown.
1: Well, I think, you know, it's it's from the language that's being used. If you're the World Women's Heavyweight Championship versus the WWE's Heavyweight Championship, the world sounds bigger. It does. It encompasses all. WWE encompasses just the company.
0: But the WWE is the universe.
1: <laughs> That's why it is the universal championship for you know what Brock and Roman. Right. Yeah.
0: The world or the
1: universe.
0: universe. We're, we're getting very deep today. We're getting deep, man. We're getting deep. But yeah, no, it's it's cool because you've established separate championships. These are technically mm-hmm these are technically new championships, but there's still lineage. There's still linear titles, the way that boxing has lineal titles. So the history of the WWE. Universal undisputed universal championship is the WWE championship. And that's the one that, that, you know, has, is all the way back to, you know, Buddy Rogers in the sixties. So that title matters. And. And. Then you have this women's world title, which holds the lineage of the WWE Women's Championship, which became the Divas title, which became the Raw Women's Championship. Right. The SmackDown Women's Championship will be the lineage of this title that Rhea Ripley has. So the the, the lineages will continue on. So there's no like they're not new titles, even though they're new titles. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. No, at least I'm not- that- at least that helps to, to keep things. So when Cody goes and kicks Roman's ass at WrestleMania 40 next year in Philly, he will, you know, finish the story. That way we, that way we actually get to finish the story.
1: Yeah. I'm i am I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting on Cody to take his, a uh, loafer off and beats somebody with it. I would like, I would like for that to be, he just beats Roman into submission with his loafers. Oh yeah. And that's how he wins. That's how he wins. it. Like right like,
0: like the chancla except it's a yeah. loafer. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's waiting for Cody. I I mean, look, I, I know we're not giant yet. Yet being the key word, but Cody, I w- I watched the Royal Rumble in your house, your former house.
0: Right, we did.
1: Do us a favor, beat someone with your loafers.
0: Come on our show and talk about how you're. Yeah, doing that work. too. The loafers would be really funny. That'd be really funny. We'd have to we'd have to get the uh the music rights from downstate to introduce Cody on the show. You know? Oh yeah. That would have to be a thing. So. Uh, I mean, that, that, that can be done. Um,
1: that's, that's just kind of, yeah, that's, that's easy. I mean, not easy, but it, it, there's, a, there's a pathway to do that. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, like, I think the, the championships are good. They need to kind of clean things up a little bit, like Roman having two championships, and there's a new one. Uh, well, I mean, now the tag only team titles, to... like, they got to split those. Oh, so yeah. they, they took away his. So they
0: took, a, they took away both belts, and now he's going to have one belt. Okay. He's got one. He ain't, he ain't gonna walk around with no three belts. Shit. I mean,
1: Kenny Omega did. And it
0: looked awesome. He looked like a man in armor. Yeah. But those were, he had three titles. He had the AEW Impact and a, and a US title from New Japan. So he had, he, had, he had titles from all these other places, which is badass. But I like the idea of... Now, this is another thing that we need to talk about. In two weeks time, you'll have the Women's tag team champions Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey are going to face Alba Fire, the former Kaylee Ray, and Isla Dawn, the current NXT mm-hmm. tag team champions. And they're going to unify those titles, which is a good move because having two women's tag team titles in the WWE NXT universe just, just doesn't necessarily work. It should have but it doesn't because those women's titles that were first won at WrestleMania by Bailey and Sasha Banks a couple of years ago, those were meant to be the women's tag team titles across all three brands. Right. So Sasha and Bailey were supposed to go to NXT to defend those on raw on SmackDown on PLEs, all that. And it never really happened. So WWE was like, Oh shit. Well, we, we need some titles. So they created those NXT women's tag team titles. Those titles weren't supposed to exist. And Hmm. somehow, some way, because WWE shit the bed on the women's tag division, which Ronda Rousey has highly criticized in interviews, it almost almost makes sense to say, okay, we're going to take these titles and we're going to defend them across the brands. I don't know if that's going to happen, but here's your chance to get it right. I mean, you know, it
1: gives them so much more opportunity to at least put some longevity yes. into it. Yes. Uh, I like that idea because, yeah, like if you have a, a it gets you on TV more, yes. um, which is what everyone wants. And so, yeah, if, if if it's an inner brand title, that makes it pretty unique. It's it's kind of like the twenty four seven title, which you know we haven't seen in forever. What's gone? Who is the current twenty four seven championship?
0: No one. They they they. they that's that's gone. Just buried it. So, Nikki Cross uh, defeated Dana Brooke to win the title. She was the last champion. Mm. And she was walking backstage and she saw, and just there was a trash can and she just dumped the title in the trash a la Alundra Blaze Medusa.
1: Mm. And did R -R Truth pop up out of the trash can with it?
0: You know, I really, really wish R Truth had done that. But uh, unfortunately, R Truth uh, got injured on NXT. Ooh. about three weeks before that match took place. So he was already off TV. Uh, I would love for them to, when R-Truth comes back from his ACL surgery, to be walking by backstage mm. and he just kind of looks in the trash and the title's in there and he just grabs it and just stuffs it under his shirt and leaves the building. Because, you know, I got my baby back, you know. like you know,
1: Yeah, you know, that would be... Hysterical.
0: The seventy-eight time, twenty-four-seven, three-sixty-five. Or, 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 or
1: what? Function. What if he? What, what if he? You know, <laughs> like he gets in an altercation backstage and thrown into the trash can, and like they cut away, and he gets out. He's like pulling all the the paper and banana peels off of him, and he's like, Absolutely. "Oh, look at
0: this!" I know. I really I really, 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 and truly hope that WWE has the wherewithal and the forward thinking. That'd be fun to allow him to just take that title and like just run out the building with it and and just it never comes back, right? Because I mean, really and truly, the only reason that title was entertaining at all is r truth because r truth. and And even then, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, there's a company in Japan called DDT Pro. And they had a essentially a 24-7 championship. I can't remember the name of it, but I think it was the DDT, DDT Pro Iron Man Heavyweight Championship. And <clears throat> the thing is, it was a 24-7 title. Well, it changed hands 150 times <laughs> on social media. Like people would take videos of this title changing hands all over, and they just post it to social media, like this guy's the champ, this guy's the champ. This guy's-. So, in a lot of ways, it, it was the hardcore championship because yeah. it was it did twenty four hours a day. But it, it it really was fun, and I know that a lot of people don't like the hokey, the hokey shit in pro wrestling. But
1: it, listen, dude, they're, they're putting their bodies lot. There's nothing hokey about that.
0: This is pro wrestling. Okay, these professional guys, wrestling. these guys are doing crazy shit night in night out with these on heroes and tope suicidas and you know vikingo is uh, hijo del vikingo is is eventually going to get hurt real bad and i hate to say yeah i do not want to manifest anything bad for that man because he is a national treasure but i am terrified with with the way he moves and and his acrobatics like you
1: you know like uh right you ever play the sega game sonic the hedgehog Absolutely loved it. Like when Sonic jumps and he becomes the ball and spins, and then he spins yeah. over here and spins over there. It's like that's who that guy is. He just jumps <laughs> and he's spinning into a ball, and then he's crashing on somebody. It's like, dude, there's gonna be one of the. You're
0: gonna lose all your rings, man. One of these days he's gonna crash and all the rings are gonna yeah. come up. his Body. Oh man, that that guy, goddamn, he he is he is so good. I he's, mean, please be safe. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> Have fun. Be safe. be safe. We we are we 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 really enjoy you on this show. So please be careful. Five hundred and seventy-eight days as a Triple A uh, Mega Champion, uh, defending his title. I think in a three-way dance at uh, Triple Mania Part Two in a couple of weeks. I think it's, mm. it's next week, but uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be Yeah,
1: good. yeah, dude. Um, don't
0: we have? Hang on, I'm, I'm I'm checking my my other monitor. Of course. Oh, okay. So we got a couple weeks. Uh, I was gonna like Money in
1: the Bank is July first.
0: Yes, okay. uh, July first.
1: Yeah, is it? Okay. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was this weekend.
0: Yeah, in London.
1: Ooh, everyone's going for that London money because uh, AEW is gonna yeah. get in Wembley going
0: on. Yeah, dude, that's so exciting that WWE is taking this opportunity this year to have shows abroad. I mean, with the pandemic, obviously, we really. You know, they had the Thunderdome and, you know, it was down in Florida and you really couldn't do anything else. I, I do, mean, it, I it, do was sometimes a, it was a, it the TVs. I do, I do think that was kind of a, an it a- was, a-
1: was a genius a- way of having fans a- in the audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, good job. You know, I, I then I also like AEW, how like we're just going to put our roster in the audience. Like yeah. also, good move. Um, it's a move you can make.
0: It is it shows the talent that it shows the talent that what they're doing matters and that they're being supported mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and as much as as much as the thunderdome era was was fun it's it's really great that the fans get the opportunity to be in the building and cheering and making signs again i mean what a great experience and the o2 arena in london is going to be red hot for money in the bank especially if uh, a certain a certain individual uh, wins the uh, the money in the bank yeah what are you doing I'm just saying yeah
1: why you why are you saying that like what's the purpose of that
0: all right so the, uh, <laughs> it's, it's 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 the new I mean I did
1: ask you a question Rob
0: why are you saying yeah so it's the new what essentially uh so um Sean Rucker is uh is LA Knight the former Eli Drake now he's LA Knight and he it's interesting because WWE somebody told me the other day that WWE is piping booze into the arena oh they piped some booze during uh Dominic Mysterio I'll tell you that much yeah they did we'll talk about that in a second but they've been piping booze in for LA Knight because for some reason the fans love him (laughs) <laughs> because it's just fun and you know he says dummy and he's like yeah and all this other stuff just i don't know yeah is becoming the new what so yeah. now whenever he comes out fan he, he'll do an interview or do do a thing and fans will go what yeah so it's just nice back and forth and so they've having they're having to pipe in booze because this guy's supposed to be a heel and he's getting over well 82 percent they did wwe did a poll last week 82 percent of fans want to see la Knight win the money in the bank ladder match and that would be good I'm here like for it, dude. i'm here for it that guy's awesome <laughs> no. uh well no because the thing is I, I know we
1: talked about la Knight, or as our, our friend chelsea calls him la knight. la knight. um you know like he was jobbing or he was getting beat for a while and you know and it's like well but he's on tv every week like almost every time like yeah that, that's not that's still a victory dude like oh, yeah, you're, you're still out there and you're selling and you're getting bits and promos and yeah if that's you're winning.
0: On, if you're on tv you're getting promos you're getting matches you're getting over yeah i mean you're not sitting you're not sitting and freaking catering like Mustafa Ali did for a year, which, by the way, so glad that guy's getting his flowers too because he is a phenomenal talent and he deserves everything that's coming his way because that guy is damn impressive. And he was getting the push until he got hurt, and his push went to Kofi Kingston. And I honestly honestly believe he would have been champion had he not been hurt just before the Elimination Chamber in 2017 or 18. I think it was 18 Mm. was the year Kofi won the title. I'm,
1: no that sounds about right because i'm thinking it's 2017 or 2018 because yeah. i remember seeing that uh I'm, like my, all my years are like where was i living who was i dating oh right um and i remember i was in this one apartment uh during i remember when kofi won uh, where were so you
0: during kofi mania
1: i was i was, <laughs> I was not in my current place
0: i know dominic um, Mysterio.
1: Right. Like nuclear heat. (laughs) Laughably
0: nuclear heat. Lord has mercy. There's only two people in the history of three people in the history of wrestling that have gotten more heat than Dominic Mysterio that quickly. Uh obviously the Iron Sheik, rest in peace. Um Roddy Roddy Piper. It's a tie between X Pac and Vicky Guerrero. (laughs) Oh god. Excuse me. So But no, man. Like it's so funny because you said earlier in the in the show that Cody was like, "I can't hear you over all these booze, Dom." Like, just just shit. It
1: it was just hysterical. Like every time, (laughs) like every time Dominic started talking, they're like, crank up the booze, and it was oh my god, it was so funny. Um, but yeah, and like Cody
0: was like trying to keep it together (laughs) yeah oh yeah but you know what it's like i said you're on tv you're doing promos you're getting heat you're getting over yep and you know and then if you've done a few days in
1: jail like and you get the tattoo it makes you legit dude
0: you're 15 minutes of jail time
1: um yeah It's put the intercontinental
0: title On Dominic Mysterio he beats Gunther do it now oh no I mean just 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 Tom foolery charlatanism and thievery do whatever you got to do to get the title off of Gunther hell you can do it in a four-way dance or or three or triple threat or whatever you want to do where Gunther doesn't have to be pinned and it keeps him looking strong because it's time for Gunther to go after Seth Rollins for this world title. I mean, this is this is the direction that they need to be going in because he's so he's so good and he's dominant and the guy's over like crazy. He's got uh, Ludwig Kaiser as his mouthpiece. I mean, he really his his gimmick works so well. And the guy is is world champion material. And honest to Christ, I think he's the only one on the raw roster other than Finn Balor or or Judgment uh, uh Almost it's almost said punishment Martinez. Um, the, the judgment days, um Damian um, Priest. Damien Priest, thank you, got alive. Luis, Luis, um bruh, yeah, those those are like the only guys that I can see challenging Seth Rollins right now. So give Dom the Intercontinental title, which will make the WWE go bananas. They will be yeah. so pissed. It will give him nuclear heat. Rhea Ripley's got a title. He's got a title. It makes sense.
1: No, and that would be good to like especially, you know, if Dom, you know, cheats, you know, he, he you know, it's the four way or something like that, and like, you My know, Gunther comes heavy. out of it still looking awesome. Yeah, but it's like, what the fuck, you know, just yeah. like, well, I don't, I'm not, I'm this is this is beneath me now. I'm gonna go seek higher and bigger, bigger titles.
0: Absolutely, Gunter has Gunter has elevated that championship to heights that it has not seen in probably a decade and well
1: it it, it became just like yeah. he's just so strong and his moveset is so diverse and plus his story of like i saw a picture of him online you know or from when his, his indie days where he was very heavier yep and it's like dude you're you're fat and yeah. he got in fucking shape yeah he looks great and now is just killing people Mm -hmm. like would i want to get kicked in the face no (laughs) um i wouldn't want to get hit with anything he has to offer he's got a giant like size 12 hand like you know like the the big foam hands they have at hockey games that's the size of his hand (laughs) that hits you in the chest you know your whole your 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 next (laughs) life is going to have a red mark on your chest you know
0: so take it from me take it from me someone who's been chopped in the chest that shit burns i imagine it bur- and, and the thing is you're sweaty you know you, you're sweaty you know they get they, they, a nice little wet crack well yeah before, yeah before you get in the ring a lot of guys will put on baby oil a lot of guys will just dump a bottle of water on their head because the lights are so hot so they try to cool their body down and you know when you when you put a cold bottle of water on you it makes your muscles pop too because mm. they're they're tight essentially yeah. so
1: that's why you know you, you don't wear a, a speedo in winter,
0: right? <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> so when they get in the ring, you're you're sweaty. The lights are burning on you, and or you got baby oil on your body or whatever to make you shiny. And then when you get bam like that, I mean, it sounds like a gunshot going off because when when a dry hand hits a wet surface, it's just like bam. So. I mean, that's that's just it, it, that's just part of the production value of wrestling is it's, it's the same thing with the leg slap when they throw a kick. Mm-hmm. You, you listen, you go to you. You go watch a UFC fight. You like you like you're, you're I a love, yeah. sports guy. You're a combat sports enthusiast. You watch UFC and, you know, Conor McGregor throws a kick or Anderson Silva throws a kick to some guy's thigh and it makes a pop sound. And the crowd goes, oh, yeah, because the they echoes. know how bad it hurts. Because most of those guys are, 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 you know, practitioners. They're judo players or whatever they are, and so they get the idea of they've been kicked, even with pads on. They've been kicked, and it makes a pop on your on your flesh.
1: Well, that like if you're not used to if you're not if you're not used to those chest slaps, you're not used to those leg kicks. I mean, it sounds worse, it feels worse. Um, you know, when I've been when I've done Muay Thai or fought Muay Thai style, it's like I got kicked like, you know, across my. Uh, across my my glute and like i had this like six inch bruise um going across my upper thigh and it's like holy shit
0: i'm I'm gonna leave that alone this is a family show
1: yeah okay okay that's why i put explicit on every single tag um but no i've seen videos of guys like hey demetrius johnson i mean he is the 125 pound or 35 pound champion Dietrich Johnson, in, in
0: 135 or 145 but yeah i know what you're saying he's a lightweight yeah. he, he is a small man and some people are Power like "Powerhouse, though
1: yeah just give me give me a leg kick i just want to know what it feels like oh
0: and God. people are
1: rolling in pain after those things like i mean i've taken leg kicks they are not fun um yeah and it, it's like we say like it's when i never teach self-defense you get okay with getting punched in the face by getting punched in the face a lot
0: yeah
1: that's just Plain and simple.
0: That's 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 how you callus up. I yep. mean, it's like with weightlifting, we've got that gnarly bar that goes across our hand, and we build these calluses. Yep. You know, I mean, minor minor non-existent because I don't really train hard anymore. Uh, I go in and and play, I'm really train. <laughs> uh, but when we were wrestling, you know, you take flat back bumps, and the first one knocks the wind out of you. And I love to joke with people all the time. It's like, hey, you know. You know they, they 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 shit talk wrestling, and I'm like, you know, you shit talk wrestling all you want. We can run down to Griffin, Georgia, and go to Nick Patrick's house and go in the in the sh- in the barn and get in the ring. There's no AC. It's <laughs> it's got a tin roof. It's a hundred degrees in the barn. It's awful. And just I'll just teach you how to take a flat back bump. And I took a friend of mine one time who was a who was a you know, he's a, a karate. And takes the bump and knocked the wind out of him. He stayed there for he stayed on the ground for a <laughs> So and then you know it's it's you're meant to protect your. I mean, lifting the curve. You're meant to protect your opponent right in the ring because you're you're working with them. The entertainment value, it, it it's a stunt, it is a dance. It's whatever you want to call it. But, you know, sports entertainment is sports entertainment. And watching a Marvel movie is watching a Marvel movie. You know, watching, you know, somebody fall in love in a two-hour movie, you know, in some rom-com. I mean, it's it's all the same shit. But...
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're telling me Alan Rickman didn't die and fall from Nakatomi Tower in Die Hard? Hans Gruber, I'm sorry.
0: If I told you that Alan Rickman didn't die at the end of Die Hard and then came in (laughs) and was the sheriff of Nottingham in Robin Hood and did not die in Robin Hood (laughs) and then came back and did Galaxy Quest and (laughs) didn't die in Galaxy Quest and came back to the Harry Potter series and didn't die in Harry Potter. You'd probably be really upset. (laughs) (laughs) What <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is the that is the biggest pain in the ass of like every Alan Rickman movie. I know this is not wrestling related, but I don't give a shit. We're going down this rabbit hole. It blows that Alan Rickman dies in just about every movie he's in. He
1: didn't die in Dalek Galaxy Quest.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. He didn't die in Dallas. The, the other guy did.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah, his uh the, the alien who loved him.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. Qualic, Quailic? Quillock. yeah, Quellick died. That's right.
1: I mean, what a great, such a great movie. Everyone should go uh, see Galaxy Quest. Yes.
0: Oh, I love, I love, I love Galaxy Quest. They were trying to make a sequel of that until Alan Rickman passed away. Like, it was in pre-production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan was on board. Sigourney Weaver was on board. Uh, Monk was on board. Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. Everybody was on board. Like everybody was ready to go, and nope, sad. It sucks. Alan Rickman was uh, was such a brilliant actor, um, one of one of the all time great villains in Hans Gruber and, and the Sheriff of mm-hmm. Nottingham. Uh, beautiful, beautiful man, great actor, Shakespearean uh, trained, classically trained is what you want. Classically, classically trained, yes yeah, that that's that's correct. That's great. So yeah, uh, one other little tidbit uh, before we go. In 1971, in the 180-and-a-half-pound weight class, the Iron Sheik won the AAU National Championships for Greco-Roman Wrestling. Dude, that is
1: – those men who do Greco-Roman.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I when I've, I've, I, I – I was trained in freestyle wrestling, and whenever you've done Greco-Roman, you're like, these guys have telephone poles for arms – yeah. And small legs who are just picking up like beer kegs and just like throwing them on the ground. It's like wrestling a bear. Yeah. You know, have you ever thought you're about to die? That's what happens with Greco-Roman
0: wrestling. Right. He was he was 29 years old when he won the AAU National Championship for Greco-Roman wrestling. And then after that, he would be trained by Vern Gagne and the Billy Robinson, who Billy yeah. Robinson is one of the most legit tough guys to ever walk the face of the earth. He is he is on the same he's on the same level as, as as randy couture like he is just that dan 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 fry don fry sorry. don fry yeah don fry dan severn yeah so just legit tough guys and 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 Billy Robinson man he was he was a submission specialist and I think that's I think that's why Sticky used the camel clutch hmm. I think Billy Robinson probably taught him how to do that camel clutch that's that's it's the Steiner recliner and right. uh it's the accolade which was um Miro's um submission a lot of people have used that sit-down um chin clutch the twerking of the back yeah yeah that's a great that's a great move
1: it's it's devastating um then, I think there could be a separate conversation of what do we think are better finishers submissions or you know pops but um you know it, it, it's To me, I like the idea of you have to submit, which is such a good moment of like, you know, you're you're tapping out. right? But, you know, like hitting somebody with, you know, 12 or 14 super kicks is just as good.
0: (laughs) Or like, I'm sorry, a powerbomb. Yeah. I I think uh, they put out a list not terribly long ago of the top finishers of ever, of all time. And Hulk Hogan... Hulk Hogan, you his uh, his uh, leg drop did not make the list, um, but I do think the camel clutch may have. But the the number one was the Stone Cold Stunner, which is the essentially mm. the ace crusher, the diamond Cutter, the RKO, all those those cutter moves, um, those all those cutter moves.
1: Well, no, like I I don't feel like it is the cutter because with cutters you like fly out and you drop their head flat with your momentum with the yeah. stone-cooled stunner you set up with it's the just, kick
0: it's a and then you down go
1: cutter. down like it like you're being pile-drived almost
0: Bang! Yeah. It's, it's, um, a, it's like a sit-down cutter yeah but it, it jacks the jaw i mean it it jacks the neck it's the same yeah, it
1: totally like to mess up your neck and all of a sudden yeah. you're, you're stunned for at least good 30 seconds i mean that would happen to me um and then you know, every time like if, you, if, you're, if you're drinking a beer or something and you get stunned yeah
0: waterworks everywhere yeah, I've taken I've taken that move, nope. and you have to like you have to like come down and kind of hug the uh, the guy who's, who's giving you the move, because if you don't, you will jack your neck. You have to like tuck your chin into it, but I mean it's still kind of like you're like whoa, hmm. you know it's, it's 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 a safe move, yeah, but it's it's still you're still kind of like oh, you know for a second, and uh, I love I love how uh, Scott Hall used to sell it. <laughs> Now the rock Oh like dude just like, ah, like launch <laughs> out of the ring It's so fun
1: but yeah no i
0: think i think that's a i think that's a future show like a 30 minute show how do you feel which one's better Yeah, uh, pop finishers or subs i personally i think subs are great uh i think i think they're better than pop finishes because like you said you it's it's, it's the realism of the thing yep. you know you're making it real i mean can you
1: fight out of it can you deal can you with fight the pain? out
0: of it can you, you know, break somebody's arm in the middle of the ring? Can you put them to sleep? Can you do this? Can you do that? Because most of your UFC fights either end in submission or knockout. You
1: hope. I mean, sometimes yeah, it's boring, Yeah. But in the UFC, like, you you can't get to the cage and hold on the
0: cage and have to break it.
1: No. <laughs> you got to get out of your You're, you're
0: right. Honest to God, if there was a way for them to break a submission hold by grabbing onto the cage, uh, be- that would be I think that would make UFC so much more entertaining.
1: Well, no, what they need to do is the it piss cage. Every...
0: It pisses all the fans off. No, no, no. This is
1: what we've got to do. <laughs> the cage needs to be electrified. Oh, my God. So if you grab it, it's gonna, the current's going to go through both people. <laughs> it's like, it's going to suck, but I don't want to get submitted. Da, 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 da. That would be Dana White, make it happen.
0: Dana White, make it <laughs> You've done we slap fight. Let's do it. We like also need cages. a rule. We also need a rule where people can jump off the cage and do like flying clotheslines and shit.
1: <laughs> I mean, Anthony Pettis did the, the flying off the cage super kick. Did he really? That, that that's what he did, dude. Yeah.
0: No shit. Um,
1: I remember I watched that's it happen awesome. live. Uh he did the he leaped and jumped off, but leaped off, pushed off the cage with the same foot, kicked Benson Henderson across the face wow. and nearly knocked him out. And it was like, oh my god show that replay again and again and again and like the commentators they showed 10 times in a row because it was so unexpected and amazing um i saw that happen in real time and i was like
0: oh my god that's badass that's a guy who i feel would do really well in wwe oh my god totally i think i think he'd be i think he would be a fantastic addition to their roster but uh yeah that that that'd be a really good show for us to do finishers and subs and you know, who you think uh would be uh legitimate fighters that would go into WWE from uh UFC Bellator, things like that. I think I think that would be a really fun show for us to do okay.
1: Just- um, I think that's also be a good uh question to put in our our pre uh, our pre-questioning for new people.
0: Hell yeah. I love that. Write that down.
1: I I am I'm, I'm doing that right now.
0: <laughs> Van Wilder, Van Wilder, write that down.
1: Well, bud, you ready to close it? Let's do it. Uh Rob, thanks for jumping on today, man. Um
0: brothers, my pleasure.
1: Yeah. Uh happy wrestling, everybody. Yeah. Happy find us
0: on, find us on Spotify. Find us on Apple. Find us on Amazon. We got all the podcasts. We're YouTube at, too. We're on YouTube now. Fantastic. We are on Instagram at Better Than Broadway. For the coach, for the chef. Rest in peace, the legend of the earth. Shiki baby, we love you. We miss you. Congratulations, Motor City Machine Guns. You guys kick ass. Happy wrestling, everybody. We'll see you next time.
1: All right. Play the music. Play us out. See you on that.